0: Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com Today we read a double parasha, it's um, actually it's in the third and final section of the book of Devarim and it's a double parasha of Nitzavim and Vayelech uh, Usually parasha Nitzavim is read before Rosh Hashanah and um, most years these two parashiot are read together Some of the commentaries say that actually it's one long parasha divided in two. Uh, Both of them go together hand in hand. But some years the parashas are read separately and it's conveying a different message. So this year it happens to be that they're read together. and, um, And they bring a message that is relevant for us. It was relevant yesterday, it's relevant today and it's going to be relevant to us for eternity so we see that mitzavin means standing, it means to stand as the, the first verse in the Torah portion that says we're standing here today and Vayelev means and he walked so the adjective of standing is implying the maintenance of a firm of a firm and an immutable, immutable way of Hashem Hashem is firming His ways and He's never changing. He was, He is, and He will be. His will is His will, His wisdom is His wisdom. It's unchangeable, it doesn't change with time, it's always the same. What was true 3,000 years ago or from the first day of creation is still true for us today. Nothing changes. And um, and it's the unchanging perfection because Hashem is a perfect being, whatever that means, and um, He doesn't need to grow. He doesn't doesn't need to perfect Himself. He doesn't. He's perfection. So so the other parasha, Vayelech, um, implies or it means um, it means that He walked. And this one is relevant to the Jew. So a Jew is always walking. Walking is a, is a movement that is precise, it's continuous, it's it's going forward as a Jew should be a a Jew should always be growing he should always be evolving he should always be refining himself he should always be going straight and forward so as it says "Thus said the God of hosts if you walk in my paths and keep my charge you also will rule my house and guard my courts and I will enable you to walk in contrast to these angels who only stands stationary so this is a covenant is a bond between the Jewish people and Hashem it transcends rationality what it means is that we love each other regardless Hashem loves the Jewish people regardless if we're keeping Torah and we're keeping mitzvahs or we're misbehaving he loves us unconditionally the love never changes there's no no Reason for that love, like there's no nothing that will. If it doesn't happen, then he won't love us. He will always love us. He, we're his treasured people, and at the same time, we should feel the same way as Hashem, towards God. Like whatever happens in our life, we we should always love Hashem. It's a covenant. It's a covenant between Him and us. And that's how uh, two people that are together for life, it doesn't matter if, if things in their lives change, nevertheless, they're always going to love each other. So, in this, uh, one of the um, ideas of these two parashas, Nisavim and Vaheler, um, uh, being read together, it also alludes to our spiritual life. Uh, we have to learn how to start firm, vis-a-vis, like a Jew should always be firm in his, in his, in his Torah and his mitzvahs, he should not be wishy-washy, uh, he should pray every day at the same time, he should learn Torah every day, he should do his mitzvahs every day, and, um, and this is a resolution in the, in the covenant between Hashem. So those aspects of our lives that require uncompromising resolution as well as how to constantly progress, those aspects of our spiritual lives that require continuous change and growth and development. So there's a part of our relationship with Hashem that is unchangeable. It's the Torah. It's the prayer. It's the mitzvahs. It's never going to change. There's a, It's a. It's a discipline. It's. It, we have to go that way. And, but, and then there's other parts of our relationship with of God in which we are refining our midots, our, our character traits, we're trying to grow, we're trying to be better people. So this dichotomy is evident in the Torah itself, whereas the written Torah is fixed. We see that the written Torah, which is the humash, is fixed, it's never changing, it's always the same. The oral Torah, on the other hand, evolves with time. Uh, it's, an, it's an ever-expanding dynamic corpus of explanation of the written Torah and its application to the ever changing specifications of each generation. So even the oral Torah itself exhibits this dichotomy in as, much as, in as much as its constantly broadening expanse of new insights can develop only within the Torah's own fixed guidelines. And this is interesting because it's a paradox. It's like you have this, this uh, humash, the, the Torah, which is never changing, but at the same time, the oral Torah, which is the explanation of the, of, the, of the written Torah, is always evolving. So, for example, there's laws like regarding Kashrut, for example, that are in the humash but then suddenly in this time of age new things appear that were not here 2500 years ago for example now we can eat the impossible burger right the impossible burger which is plant-based which is not meat which is and so the Torah comes into going with the times and understanding these new concepts and applying them to the Torah life and making and seeing it has to be kosher, if you do it like this it has to be kosher, if it's like this then it's not kosher you know, it, it, it starts going with the times so, so we see that that we can understand by the sages' statement that they said any new insight that a veteran student will ever derive has already been given at Mount Sinai. So what the sages are teaching us is that everything is contained in the Torah. Even if new things come out into the world, like for example, in vitro. In vitro is something fairly new. It's something like the last 30, 40 years. And, uh, and it didn't happen in the olden days so how do you know it can be done, it cannot be done so you go into the oral Torah and you, and you see the rabbis know how to find the, the, the answers to these questions so what the sages says is that there's nothing new in the Torah that everything's there from the beginning of time even things that are coming out now with the new science, new technologies, new everything they're in, they're in the Torah, they're in the written Torah. Uh, there's a Midrash, a beautiful Midrash, in which um, when Moshe is up, up in the mountain receiving the Torah, Hashem tells him to go to the academy of Rabbi Akiva and learn Torah from Rabbi Akiva. Obviously, Rabbi Akiva was born uh, a thousand years later from this, and, um, and uh, he goes into the academy of Rabbi Akiva, and he starts to learn from him and he sees that he's putting these crowns on the letters of the Torah and Moshe is not understanding anything that Rabbi Akiva is saying nothing so he comes out to Hashem and says how can that be that I don't understand Rabbi Akiva's Torah This this is not normal what's going on he says it's not Rabbi Akiva's Torah it's Moshe's Torah it's your same Torah The difference is that in Rabbi Akiva's times, these new ideas have come out. This novelty, it's not a new idea, but it's this new revelation of the Torah has come out that hasn't come out in your time because it's not applicable right now. But in a thousand, two thousand years later, this is going to become applicable. So we see here that similarly the spiritual exercise of prayer exhibits both sides of this dem- denomination, two to of these two dichotomy, this paradox there's an obligation to pray a specific number of times during the day, so uh, during the week we pray three times a day which is uh, it's uh, Shaharit, Minha and, um, and Arvit and then during the, on Shabbat we do an extra prayer which is Musab and on Rosh Hashanah also and in the holidays. So we see there's a specific amount of times that we pray. Uh, also there's specific uh, text to our prayers. There's uh, the Sidur. It's a, it's a, it's a text. It's a, it's a fixed liturgy that we pray from. But on the other hand, prayers is the, prayer is the service of, of the heart it's a service of the heart it comes from your heart so not no two prayers are the same because every time you pray you're in a different mood you have a different need sometimes you have you're so grateful you want to express the gratitude sometimes you have something special to ask for and it comes out in your prayer so not not every time you pray the prayer is never going to be the same so in one way it's like Hashem, it's fixed, it's standing and then another way it's like the Jew which is evolving and refining itself and then we see also that finally the religious practice which is also the mitzvot, the performance of the 613 commandments also reflect this paradox, this dichotomy Uh, we see that the number of mitzvahs are fixed we have 613 mitzvots, which are 248 positive and 365 negative mitzvahs it's always going to be like that since the day Hashem gave us the Torah at Mount Sinai it's never going to change, never changing And, and on the other hand we can always improve our performance of the mitzvot. we can always do them better like if you keep Shabbat, you can always keep Shabbat in a better way. If you pray, yeah, you can always put more kavanah, more intention into your prayer. When you give tzedakah, you can also give it with a better, in a better way, with a with an open hand and an open heart, and you're doing because this is what God wants from me. I, I'm gonna do it shem for the sake of heaven, with no ulterior motives. So there's always a way in which you keep the mitzvahs. Are, forever evolving it's never the same and so so we see also that the three divisions of our relationship with god which is the study of torah which is the also prayer and the performance of the commandments evidence this com- complementary dichotomy Uh, as evident and the presence of this dichotomy in all aspects of, of our religious life keeps us mindful of the twin foundations of Judaism which is the fixed and the ever changing and it's a paradox it's something that it's part of the relationship with God it's part of this covenant that we have with Hashem and it's also part of any relationship in your life. You have to have things that are fixed, that are are there, are bounded, are things that you are expecting in a relationship that they should never be ch- a challenge, like a re- respect and tolerance and and um, and the love one for the other should never change. But the way in which the relationship evolves is ever changing, is ever growing. So. So we see also here that in addition of reflecting that two sides of the Jewish observance also expresses the opposite poles of the attitude we must cultivate in order to be able to live a vibrant and, and, and spiritual and fulfilling uh, Jewish life. On the one hand, we need to cultivate res- resoluteness in our commitment to fulfilling God's will. Like, we should not be wishy-washy Jews, you know? Uh, Yeah, if if I'm in my house and I'll eat kosher, but you know what, if I go out, mm, it's harder for me because, you know, there's so many good restaurants that are not kosher, or sometimes I go out with people who are not kosher, but okay, I'll go to the non-kosher restaurant and then I'll eat a salad or I'll eat a fish. Uh, This is wishy-washy, this is not There's no fixed anything there. Whenever it's good for me, I'll do it, and whenever it's not, I won't do it. So we should never allow ourselves to be swayed by social uh, comment from which uh, out of misgiving from within. On the other hand, we must cultivate the flexibility and agility necessary to remain open to new and higher insights. So in one way, we have to be stiff like a rod, we cannot be unwavery. we cannot wave with our, with our commitment, with our commitment to Hashems. But on the other hand, we have to be able to flex and bend so we won't break at a certain time. And we will be open-minded to be able to learn something new, something new from the Torah, not be all like this, like, okay, I, I learned Musar all day but you know what I'm never going to learn Hasidut or I learn Hasidut and I'm not going to learn Musar you know you have to be more, more fresh every day you have to be able to acquire Torah from all the sources so does the say all orthodox proper sources so the sages teach us be bold as a leopard, light as an eagle, fast as a deer and strong as a lion to do the will of your father in heaven on the one hand, we're enjoying to be bold, courageous, like a leopard. We have to be strong-willed, like a lion, in our, in our steadfast, unshakable commitment. Uh, on the other hand, we're enjoying to be light as an eagle and fast as a, as a deer. So we need to have alacrity in when we do our, our, our mitzvot, when we learn Torah, but at the same time, we also need to allow the divine consciousness to grow from one level to the next and to be able to do that we need to have to be fast and and, and light and courageous and strong we need all of those so it is not by accident that this statement was given to us at the very beginning of the shulhanaruch which is the jewish code of law which governs our daily life as a jew because you know the 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 shulhanaruch teaches a jew how to, to, how to behave like a Jew. This is the Shulchan Aruch, it's, it's a code of law of what we should do, how we should do it. Then the Gemara teaches a Jew how to think like a Jew and Hasidut teaches a Jew how to love God like a Jew. So normally, it is hard to imagine how we can manifest both attitudes simultaneously and indeed, Nitzavim and Vayaleh are in some years read together and some years they're read separately. Uh, because we have to understand that there's times for everything there's times to be rigid and, 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 and strict and, and, and have our boundaries and be firm and there's also times that we need to let go and be, be flexible and we need to learn from both sides so we, we can learn from here that by employing the metaphor of walking, walking the Torah it is teaching us that our relationship with God should be characterized by progress so radical that each new step leads us totally to a, totally to a different place. So when we do teshuva, and it's interesting because this book of the autonomy, this last book of the five books of Moshe, which this is the last book, which is really a compendium that was written by Moshe himself. It's it's his, let's say, autobiography. It's really, this, especially this book of the Torah, is, is a transformative experience because it's a book that teaches us how to connect to Hashem and how to do Teshuvah. This is, this is why it's basically read right before Rosh Hashanah, right before the beginning of the new year because we have to know how to connect to Hashem. We have to know how to return the hate the, the, the to, the, to the name of God, Teshuv, he we have to learn to return the essence to God Uh, this is what we're doing right now in these last two weeks before Rosh Hashanah comes we're we're connecting to Hashem, we're connecting to Him, we're cleaning our our slate, we're we're making stock of the year of what we did right what we didn't do so good, how can we change our ways and and really it's not only change, it's, it's really change you have to have first remorse and then you have to, re- to resolve. You have to first feel regret for what you do with remorse, which for the past and then you have to resolve for the future, which is to turn around and go and walk the other direction. It's not only enough to, to stop doing evil, but you have to turn around and go and do good. So this is basically what these two parashas are teaching us, it's giving us an idea of how to walk with Hashem, but at the same time maintain our own individuality, maintain ourselves. Like at the beginning, Nitzavim, it's about the group, about the whole, and then uh, Vayaleh is talking about the individual. And it's very important because we need to understand that we're individuals but we, we belong to the whole. Like, each one of us has a special part in the whole puzzle. If one is missing, the puzzle is not complete. But at the same time, we have to understand that there's a purpose. There's a a grand purpose for the world that we're all involved in as Jews. And to bring the world, to bring all the world to recognize the one God and um, and bring it to the truth. So, I want to wish you a blessed week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.